Yes, Father God, we know there is a war for our soul that's trying to tear down our soul and lead us into the places of terror and complication and fear and confusion. So we bind the spirit of chaos. We bind the spirit, the powers of chaos that have come against your people, against your church to create uh, this kind of blocking in the mind and understanding. We bind and forbid these blockers to continue to take away the revelation of of your love, your peace, your power, your presence, and your faithfulness with us, Lord God. We thank you, Jesus, for your steadfast love, for your clear mind, where we have the mind of Christ. You knew exactly who you were, what you were supposed to do, where you came from, and what you were, uh, what was the purpose of every part, every day, every moment, every word, everything you did. So God caused us to walk like that. And we praise you and thank you. We bind the powers of darkness that have come against the minds the hearts, the understandings of your people to create in them such a blocked, dumbed down, dulled, difficult time of walking in the authority that you've given us, Lord. You said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. And yet, Lord God, there's very few who use that power, power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. So God, open our eyes, open our minds. I bind the snatchers, those who would try to steal the word, the understanding of the word out of our minds and hearts. And I pray that this would, these words would be driven deep into our souls, into our hearts, into our minds, into our spirits, that we will be anchoring ourselves now in the words of God. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 <laughs> peace. Well, yeah, peace. What about it? Peace. What does the Bible say? Lots well, of things, actually. First, we'll talk about where there's no peace. Yeah. Isaiah 57, 19. I create the fruit of the lips. Peace, peace to him who is far off and to him who is near, says the Lord, and I will heal him. Mm-hmm. But the wicked are like the troubled sea when it cannot rest, whose waters cast up mire and dirt. There is no peace, says my God, for the wicked. And then interesting in Luke chapter 21, it talks about what's happening in the last days before his return, Luke 21, 25, and 26. And there will be signs in the sun, in the moon, and in the stars, and on the earth, distress of nations mm-hmm. with perplexity. Mm-hmm the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven will be shaken. You know, without peace, without knowing the love of God and the power of God, this, is, this world is unsustainable. It's, it's, it's unlivable. It's difficult. He says in Psalm 46.10, peace um, um, I'm sure he says, well, he says that to the storm, peace be still, still but he says, uh, be still and know that I am God. Many of us are on that stormy sea right now and Jesus is in the boat and you're wondering why isn't he saying anything? Well, he is with you in the boat. He is there and he says to the storm, 
that the, the uh, disciples thought was going to take them out. He said, peace, be still. And so be still and know that I'm God. You cannot know things when you're in turmoil, when you're troubled, when you're freaked out, when you're full of, you know, fear, oh no, what if, anxiety. And, uh, you know, I think one of the things that we actually, God has been showing us recently, the power of peace, the power of the actual shalom peace. Shalom in Hebrew has several meanings. It means peace. It means tranquility. It means health. It means wealth, wholeness, prosperity, uh, and favor of the favor of God and man upon you. That's when people greet you with shalom. But shalom also has another meaning. In Hebrew, the shalom peace means the peace that comes giving you the authority to destroy the power of chaos or the ability, the power authority God has given us to speak to the principalities, powers, spiritual wickedness in high places. Some of those powers are actually, one of them is actually chaos. You say, well, what, what's that? What, what mm. does that mean? Chaos is that overwhelming sense of everything's all messed up, stirred up, out of control, like you just read, Jerry, men's hearts failing them for fear. Yeah, everything just so stirred up, so un, um, out of control. Out of control, yep. fearful, mm-hmm. hostile. Yeah, I mean we we're seeing this building up mm-hmm. in in our nation. Oh, I mean, in our in our personal lives in too. In personal lives, yeah. And not only just in 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 personal lives and in relationships and family relationships even in workplaces and then you know then it, it over, overwhelms over mm-hmm. with you know riots on well, the streets and when you're when you're all ter- in turmoil like that you cannot be still and know you cannot know the truth you cannot operate in confidence you cannot operate in authority so chaos actually undermines your authority because you're you're at that point you're confused and you don't know what to do uh, and and you're just overwhelmed. So really, it's important that we get a grip on or get control over that spirit of chaos. Jesus said, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 6, it says um, that we have been given power over the powers and principal- the principalities and, po- and powers. Powers there is actually, I believe, it's like the weather. It's like sets the atmosphere. It's the principalities rule over a certain area, but the powers move into that area to influence it like you would think of the weather, uh, or it sets the climate of that area, of that place, and chaos. Satan wants to set a climate of chaos over your life, over your soul. And what has happened and what the Lord is showing us about this is that you know, when we're traumatized, when we're terrified, and Satan sets us all up when we're little to program us through trauma, through events that happen that are so overwhelming, so terrifying, mm-hmm. that we cannot handle it. And so what we do is we, everybody does this. You disconnect, you disassociate. You agree to not want to be, I don't want to be there. I don't want to remember this. I don't want to know this. 
because if I remember this, if I remember and know this, then this really happened. I don't want this to have really happened. So I'm just going to deny it by saying, I don't remember. I don't want to know. And so when you agree, I don't want to know, I don't want to remember, then what happens in that traumatic situation, Satan obliges at you and he says, okay, we'll descend in disassociation, we'll disconnect it, we'll hide it in the dark, you won't remember what happened. And when you don't remember what happened, you're being controlled by something under the surface, but you don't know what it is, you don't know how it got started, you don't know how to fix it because you don't know what it is. And so a lot of times... Uh, when people are traumatized, there also are triggers in that trauma. So Satan has got little strings or switches he embeds into that trauma so he can flip those switches many days, months, years later when he just flips the switch again and, oh, you're back in that place. You're back in that place. You're back in the in, in that scary place. And he recreates the event in your mind so he recontinues that trauma and so there's a disassociation that comes with that chaos. Does that make sense? Yeah. What about people, you know, as children, where they grew up in chaos and uncertainty? You know, they didn't know, you know, where's dad? Where's mom? Or mom I'm, and dad or are I'm gonna a, die. using chemicals. Mom, mom well. and dad are, are, are sharing their drugs with their kids, uh, stuff like that. Okay. There's where people just grown up in chaos and some that have basically have, um, you know, kids that have gone from foster home to foster home. Well, wait a second though. That's not, that's bad. That's very obvious. That's very obvious trauma, but every normal person, every common person, everybody, including the ones listening, all of us, we have been traumatized to some extent or another to, to disassociate. That means you back off. You don't care. You let go. Your will isn't making a decision right there. You're blocked and blanked. And so then when we, when, when that happens and we're in that place where we're not watching the will, our will is not watching the door. So something is getting in there to stir up, mess up our house, you know, like the whirlwind comes in and then you wake up and say, how'd that happen? You know, because, and actually Satan was using you to mess up your house and you didn't even know it. There's many people who do terrible things and they're in that moment of disconnect or disassociation. They're doing hideous, horrible things and they don't know it. They don't remember it, but after it's done, they wake up, so to speak, and they say, how did that happen? How did I get back into that? What what happened here? So, so it's like a blackout. It's like a blackout. Yeah, only, you know, we have other disassociations. So what happens in that place where you're disconnected, disassociated, chaos, that spirit, it's a power. It's a demonic power. It comes into, you know, it's just like this. If you, if you're, you had a tornado that entered into your house, you know, and it's, and it messed up, that's what it is. It comes in, it tears up, rips things off the wall, cracks the walls, you know, busts the furniture. And then you say, what happened? I don't know, you know, and, and this is kind of a cycle for a lot of people. It, it's you get up, okay, we're going to straighten up the house again. We're going to go after it. We're going to be good this time. We're going to make sure there's nobody. And then you know, all of a sudden the bottom drops out and you don't know where you are again. And chaos comes back in. A chaos is a, a, is a power. It is a demonic power. Mm. I said it. It sets the climate. It's like the weather. It comes and goes. But it's always there to do nasty things. And so you don't know how to deal with the chaos but, well, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. We do not. What we do is chaos. We don't like chaos. So when we don't like our lives all full of messy, what we do is we call on witchcraft. Witchcraft comes in then to manage the chaos. That's what, you know, when you're afraid, 
what do you do? You try to control things. You try to manage things. You try to uh, try to bring order out of the by chaos. by controlling people, by by mm-hmm. manipulating, by doing it yourself, by not trusting people, by taking matters into your own hands, and so we try to control the chaos with witchcraft. And the the symptoms of this whole mess you, are anxiety and depression and fear. Uh, so people become, if you see yourself being anxious, uh, overwhelmed, afraid, panicky, um, you know, whatever. And you and you what, you, what we what we do then is we go to the the pharmacist and we get some you know anti anxiety med or some drug or we go to the street and we find something out there that we think will work to manage the fear, the chaos and the confusion, the anxiety. And so really a lot of people are just using their their bodies as is they're just trying to manipulate their bodies and try to manage their emotions, their feelings, their day with drugs and all that does is destroy you at another level. So chaos, we try to control the chaos with witchcraft and anxiety and depression are the symptoms of that attempt to manage our mess and it goes nowhere it, it just gets worse well some people try to manage chaos with more chaos well and they're used to it here's the deal Be, they, they don't get yeah, used to it they, because it's, yeah. a, it's a way of life it's it is absolutely. it's like there's an exhilaration from the chaos right you're <laughs> it's you're familiar <laughs> with it you're used to it. you're not used to things being okay you're not used to peace if there's too much peace, it's it's unnerving. It's it's uh, um, it's like what's wrong? Yeah, what's wrong exactly? <laughs> so, but but God says, be still and know perfect peace. Uh, he'll keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon Him. Um, the the Bible advocates for peace because peace, tranquility, shalom, give us power. You cannot take authority over chaos if you're full of chaos. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're all disrupted, or overwhelmed. Uh, whether it's doubt, fear, chaos, or an avalanche of things, you cannot m- manage chaos with more chaos. Well, let's let's give give us some examples of chaos. Well, in a, in a, in a person's life, and well, then, I, I and don't then know. we'll talk about what what can be done to are we managing chaos, uh, trying to cope with chaos, trying to just survive to get through the chaos. Or is there something further that we can do? But let's, well, let's talk it, a little it's not bit about, about... Can I say, it's not even about something we can do. It's about letting go and being and recognizing that we cannot manage the chaos. The chaos is from hell. Mm-hmm. And you can't manage hell. What you can do, however, is God gave us power over that power of chaos. He says, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. Yeah. One of those powers is chaos. And if you recognize it, so like you said, no, most people don't even recognize there is cra- crazy confusion, chaos, disruption, sabotage, you know, you know, setting yourself up and sabotaging your success, whatever it all looks like, because we're not used to being okay. We're not used to having any authority to, to, to declare anything. We're at the mercy of the snake pit. Mm. We're at the mercy of people around us, circumstances, situations. We don't know our authority in Christ, and so we're just victims, victims, victims of our circumstances, yeah. and that is all full of chaos. The world is full of chaos right now. So we, we're, we're living as victims rather than victors. But give some examples of personal chaos, not just chaos in our world. Right. All the way well, think about us, your think about but your in our in a in someone's personal life. Okay, so what happens is most of the time the biggest 
biggest issue with chaos is you don't even recognize it. Mm. You don't even realize you're, you're being robbed of your spiritual authority, your love, your life, your confidence, your, your victories, your destiny, your purposes. Um, you're being lullabied, rocked to sleep with deaf and dumb spirits um, who I don't want to know. I don't want to think about this. It can be um, uh, disassociation, like I said earlier, deaf and dumb spirits, dullness. Um, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 13, um, he said, hold on, he said, um, he's talking about in the parable of the sower and the soil. Can you help you remember where it is? He says, um, okay, he says something that's quite interesting. Uh, chapter and he tells the story of the sower and the soil and then the disciples come to him in verse 10 and they say to him why do you uh, why do you speak to them in parables and he says because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven but to them it has not been given do you know there are mysteries of heaven and there are mysteries of iniquity as well we need to understand the mysteries that are playing out uh, right in front of us through us all around us and we're being duped and deceived by them he says, but to them it's not been given. For whoever has to him more will be given. That means if you use what you got, you're going to get better at it and get more of it. Uh, and he will have abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. If you don't use what God's given you, you're going to lose it. Use it or lose it. Therefore, I speak to them in parables because seeing they do not see and hearing they do not hear. And nor do they understand. And in them is the prophecy of Isaiah fulfilled. Here's a prophecy Isaiah was recognizing back in his day. They're saying hearing you will hear and will not understand. In other words, it's going to go over your head. You're not going to get it. It's not. It's like it was never said. You never saw it. And seeing you will see and not perceive. For the heart of this people has grown dull. Why is it dull? Their ears are hard of hearing. Their eyes they have closed. Lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and figure out what's going on. Lest they should understand with their hearts and turn and I should heal them. So a lack of healing a lack of revelation, lack of power, lack of authority, lack of healing the sick, cleansing the lepers, raising the dead is coming from this spirit of chaos and dullness. So they're so we're so used to being shut down by the chaos or trying to manage the chaos with witchcraft and trying to manage the all of that, all of the anxiety that comes from that with drugs that we're so busy trying to manage everything, we don't get it. And he says in verse 16, but blessed are your eyes for they see and your ears for they hear. For surely I say to you that many prophets and righteous men have desired to see what you see and have not seen it, to hear what you hear and have not heard it. Now, here's the deal. You're not going to be able to do anything for God if you don't hear and understand what the Spirit of God in this is instructing you to do. So, so all right, you know, a lot of television commercials, they, you know, advertise products. Take control of your health. Take control of your finances. Take control of your relationships. Um, take control of your thoughts. Mm -hmm. All that sort of thing, mm -hmm. and so it's well, it's we're, a, it's we're, a, it's we're being pressured to take control of something we have no control over. There it is. And so the thing is, but we do have control over something. That is, God has given each of us our a mind, a heart, a soul, a life, a destiny. And for most of us, we're not living up to optimum. We're living, you know, but way below. Op we're, we're living on a survival mode. We're living mm -hmm. on a coping mode. Jesus says, "I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly." Jesus, says, "I give you power over all the power of the enemy." Jesus says do what I've called you to do. Take authority over chaos. If you've got chaos going in your life, which you probably do, because you know, if, if anybody has ever been traumatized, you're living in a cycle of chaos where chaos is controlling you. You're controlling chaos through witchcraft and you're being anxious. And, and when you're disassociated in the midst of that cycle, you're going to do stuff that's going to set you up to sabotage your life. 
you don't do it, but the devil does it, and you don't know how it happened. And so you're in this vicious cycle of chaos and sabotage, and you're never going to get through to to complete the, the journey that you're called to live in. Jesus says, I've come that you might have life and life more abundantly. He says, this peace I give to you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. The only way we can stay stable and confident and use our authority and know is to know who he is, who we are, and to let him by his spirit show us what's going on and what happened. And if you've come from a place of chaos and trauma and, and those kinds of things, which we all have, then you have to let God take you back there and show you the truth because mm-hmm. it's the fear that's binding you. So the truth will set you free. And to know that, you know, Jesus Christ was there and that what you feared the most did not come upon you because that was death and you're still here alive. And that God wants to raise us up out of that place of the pit, the snake pit, to make us warriors. Let's talk about the difference in a chaotic situation between trying to take control Mm -hmm. and taking authority over what's going on. Well, you know what? First of all, you have to recognize it. First of all, Mm -hmm. if you get down to the very basic foundation of this thing and realize that you've been had, you've been lied to, you've been controlled, you've been programmed, programmed, programmed. We have been programmed by the God of this world and his narrative, and it's everywhere. And if you continue to listen to all of his stuff, all his media, all of his wavelengths, eat all of his food, use all of his medicines, you will continue to be programmed and you will not, you'll be delirious, you'll be double-minded, you won't know what's going on. You've got, like the Daniel didn't eat the king's food, withdrew himself from the king's stuff so he could have, you know, a clear access to God. You've got to withdraw from those things. I say, yeah, you say, but I have to work in the world and I got this job and blah, 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 blah. Well, you know, if you're in a job that that you're in, God is going to give you the grace and strength to do that job according to his desire, not according to what the world has to tells you that you have to do to survive. But you're going to have to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You're going to have to know who you are. You're going to have to go into that place. For example, when you, it says, he says, Shalom gives us power to take authority over the spirit of chaos. Mm -hmm. So Jesus says, I give you authority. I give you power over all the power of the enemy. So one of those powers is chaos. So when you come into your room, you come into your life, you come into your office, you, you drive down the highway, Whatever you're doing, you're in that place where you can take authority, divine authority that God has given you to declare peace in that situation. You know what? We have desperate need of people who know peace and the peace of God that passes understanding to start declaring peace in the midst of this craziness because this is the only way. The war isn't going to be won by uh, media controversies, uh, opinions exchanged on X, it's not any of that. It's, it's, that's all divisive. It's all set by the devil to f- make sides, you know, and, and be divisive. But what God wants you to know is that you ha- you're of the kingdom of heaven. We're not of the kingdom of this world. We live here. We're not, we're domiciling here, but we're not of this place. And God wants us to be strong in the power of his might, not be afraid and take authority by saying words. Words are weapons. I declare in the name of Jesus Christ that the spirit of chaos over this city, over this circumstance, over this day, over this family, over this member of the family, I bind you spirit Mm -hmm. of chaos Mm -hmm. and I speak shalom peace to that one, to their life, to their heart, to their situation. I bind the spirit of chaos, death, destruction, lies over the state of wherever it is, fill in the blank. And I declare that the peace of God, the, the rule of God, 
the wisdom of God, the, the will of God be done in this place in and through me. That's what I say. Yeah, well, in the, in the Lord's Prayer, it says, your kingdom come, your will be done. Mm-hmm. And basically, the original language brings that out. It's the king, kingdom of God come, will of God be done. It's kind of like putting your foot down and saying, or putting your fist down, saying, hey, Amen. kingdom of God come here, will of God be done in my family, in my workplace, all around. So he says first in John, John chapter 14, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. So the troubling of the people, the worrying about, you know, a lot of people don't even think about ultimately the end of their lives because they're so busy trying to just live today that they don't even think there's a day of reckoning. But he also says in that same chapter in verse 27, he says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. This is something you have to take and make a decision on. You, you can't sit, you can't go by what it looks like, what it feels like, even while it's going on in your life right now, or the circumstances, or what you, you have to take an authority. You cannot do that if you're dull. You cannot do that if you're deaf and dumb. You cannot do that if you're absent from your own life. You can't do that if you don't realize you have been, you have been hoodwinked. You have been blindfolded. You've been stopped. You've been stung, tranquilized, stuck. The enemy has done all kinds of things to stop God's people from raising up and taking their authority. He wants you to not know you have it. You don't deserve it. You don't know how to use it. You're never going to make it. Satan is told, you've got to break out of that mesmerizing grip of I can't and it's up to me. We can of our own self do nothing, but God says, I give you power and authority. So what's what's your excuse for not using that power and authority? Number one excuse would be, I don't even know. I don't even know that I got it. I don't even know I'm not using it. I, 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 I'm dulled out to my own life. Get back and ask the Lord to show you what happened, how the devil you know, hits you up with witchcraft, control, manipulation, deaf and dumb spirits, troubles, tragedies, traumas, everything to steal your peace, everything. Look at your life. How much peace do you got? Everywhere you look, there's probably some way Satan is usurping, uh, draining out, stopping, blocking your peace. Bringing chaos. And really, we have to, really, in our hearts, we have to have the peace of God that passes all understanding. And he said, let your requests be made known to God, yep. Philippians 4, and the, uh, uh, with prayer and supplication. And the peace of God which surpasses or passes all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So when we know our identity, we know our identity as children of God. We know our identity, the identity of God himself. When we know that, then we can make these declarations and not in an attitude of arrogance, but an attitude of authority and knowing mm-hmm that the Father kingdom God. of God will come, the will of God will be done Thank in you, this. Jesus. Wherever we see the will of God not being done, that's an opportunity for us to use Lord, that authority yeah. mm-hmm. to say, we want the will of God done here. Not The will of the enemy is, is here. It's bringing chaos. It's bringing destruction, unrest. Mm-hmm. It's all that right there. And we say, Lord, in this situation, in my life, in my family, in my workplace, in this situation in the world, I call for the peace of God. 
I call for, I take authority over the spirit of chaos mm-hmm. and uh, well, bring amen. the peace of God. And Father God, before we do all that, we have to be set free ourselves from this, this uh, the mesmerizing, the stupefying, the seduction, the deception, the, um, the divination, the disassociation, the disconnection, the separation, the zombification of our own minds and hearts. So I command all of the spirits that have been set up against mm-hmm. us to zombify us, stupefy us, block us, lock us, keep us from knowing and using our authority against chaos, against the God of this world. I command that you loose Satan, you loose the people of God mm-hmm. in the name of Jesus Christ from the traumas, from the disassociations, from the agreements. I don't want to know. I don't want to re- remember. I don't want to be here. That you loose them now in the name of Jesus Christ. I command through the authority of the word of God, Jesus Christ, your authority that you gave us to give us power over all the power of the enemy, over all of his trips and tricks and traps. In the name of Jesus Christ, I take authority over you, spirit of chaos. I take and dullness, dullness. Command, I command the spirit of dullness, mm-hmm. deaf and dumb spirits. Don't know, can't think, disclarity in the mind, confusion in the mind, brain fog. I command all of that stuff that binds our minds, our hearts, our wills to be removed with the breath of God now and that you will come into a place of being clear-minded and have the mind of Christ and know who you are in him. Have a hunger for the word of God. Eat it up and begin to stand up mm-hmm. and, and declare the will of God, the purposes of God in your life. Quit being stup- stupefied and zombified and drug around like a slave. You are more than a conqueror here. We have been called to make intercession to God for our circumstances, for the people. And we declare that through prayer, through declaration, through taking authority. And most of us don't even open our mouths. Or if we open our mouths, we open it to say some stupid, stupid, idle thing that doesn't pertain to anything. It's just a waste of words. Use your words as a weapon against the enemy to say, no, you will not. I declare, I declare in the name of Jesus Christ, I command, you bind, you loose, you, you, that means you, you for, forbid and permit the things of God. Take authority. You say, well, I don't know if I can do that. I've never done that. Tell that spirit to shut up. Go to hell. Go to hell, you little lying spirits who try to keep us down and under. You will not prevail against the people of God, these protector demons of silence and no voice and shut up and who will listen to me. Shut your mouths and go to the pit. We're done with listening to you. You're not our counselors. The Holy Spirit is our counselor. So Father God, forgive us for being dumbed down, struck down, stupefied. When you've said, rise up, I give you power and authority over all the power of the enemy. So Father, we speak shalom, peace. We take authority over the, the crisis and chaos and control over this country, over the, over the situations, uh, every, every arena, every arena, everyone. We name them and you know what they are. Lord, in the spirit, we name them, we take authority over them, and we call up, we rise up, raise up the prayer warriors, praise up the, raise up those who will declare the truth and not be daunted by what it looks like, and not be undone, uh, not be sub- subdued by these things, but stand up and s- declare the purposes of God. Read your Bible. Get to know how big God is. You can start with Isaiah chapter 40. In the middle of that, he's telling you how big he is. 
get going in, in this is your, this is your life. How much more of it do you want to waste giving over to the gods of fear, doubt, confusion, chaos? How much more do you want to give them? They've given you nothing. So don't listen to them anymore. Take your authority in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Say, there's a CD you've got called, Why Can't I Concentrate? Yeah. I think that has a lot of information mm-hmm. to what we're talking about here, too, because we're distracted with all kinds of chaotic things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is called, uh, yeah, Why Can't I Concentrate? It's an MP3 or a CD. And at the back of that CD, it's a two-disc set. There is a prayer for uh, deliverance from the deaf and dumb spirit. A lot mm-hmm. of people don't even know that they're they're uh, followed, trailed, tracked, hoodwinked by a deaf and dumb spirit. Deaf means I can't hear. Dumb means I can't process. I mean, I I, I can't process in my mind what what was going on. To and speak. mute, deaf, dumb, and mute. And the mute spirit blocks us from saying anything. So you're totally locked up in your head. And that's you got to get that off. Time to get unlocked. Unlocked in Jesus' name. God bless you. Check us out at liferecovery.com. Uh, why can't I concentrate? And uh, from last week, um, doing relationships God's way. God bless you and see you soon. I have an emergency. What is your location? Because there's a war for your soul.